Now, I know today I risk losing you. It's a cloudy day. might even be raining by now. The psalm I'm about to read is long, though nothing like the 176 verses of the psalm that follows it, so you can be grateful for that. And it's a serious topic today. So I need you to listen, to give your best, to pay attention, to stay focused, because we all need to hear these words. Psalm 118. I give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say His steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say His steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say His steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. With the Lord on my side I do not fear. What can mortals do to me? The Lord is on my side to help me. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in mortals. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me, surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. They blazed like a fire of thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. I was pushed hard so that I was falling. But the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. There are glad songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has punished me severely, but He did not give me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the name of the one who comes in the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God. And He has given us Light, bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, and I will extol you. I'll give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Every year we hear this psalm on Palm Sunday, every year except this year, we've gotten to it a week earlier. But you can hear why, Hosanna, save us, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, bind the festal procession with branches. Like the Hebrews singing on their way to Passover, Christians sing this psalm to celebrate the Lord's arrival. It fits nicely on Palm Sunday. The Passover, of course, tells of Israel's rescue from slavery, 400 years of Egyptian slavery. It took the worst of plagues to set them free, a mark of blood indicated to the angel of death to pass over the firstborn Hebrews, those who are not under the sign of the blood were not so fortunate. Slavery, abuse, death, escape, wandering, salvation are all commemorated in the Passover. Year in and year out, for over 3,000 years, the Jewish people have told their story. It's a good story. It's a story that's inspired movies, Charlton Heston, Disney, even Christian Bale have had their crack at it. But if the story were only telling us about things that happened back then, it would be as interesting and useful as Spartacus. No, the story is to remind its hearers, this God is not finished. When Jesus was making his way to Jerusalem, people who believed that God was not finished, people who knew the psalms of their ancestors, people who were preparing for the Passover shouted out, Hosanna, save us. Save us, Lord. Lord, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, they shouted. They didn't shout that because 1,300 years before God had set them free. And they didn't shout that because their life was good for them then. It was not. They shouted because God had set them free 1,300 years before and stayed with them through occupations and exiles and was with them in this latest miserable occupation and they were sure would see them through it. That's why they shouted, Hosanna! Save us because of what they knew of God. We don't tell one another stories of faith so that we'll know what life was like back then. We tell these stories so that we'll know what life is like right now. We tell them so we'll know what kind of God we have, which is based on an understanding of what kind of God we've had. Let me tell you about this God. This God redeems. This God even redeems rejects. In ancient times, cornerstones were critical 
to a building. They weren't the ceremonial cornerstone that tells you the date of erection, the time period of the building. They were, they were critical. They were true cornerstones. The first one that was put into the ground that determined the success of the entire project. Back then, if the cornerstone wasn't right, the building never would be. So you can imagine that the potential cornerstones were rejected all the time because the chosen one had to be perfect. Anything less would be discarded. How unlikely then that a rejected cornerstone would turn out to be the one needed, the chief cornerstone. And yet with this God, that is exactly what happened. Or to say it differently, the captivity that was certain resulted in liberation. The death that was imminent gave birth to life. In two weeks, we'll celebrate that death gave way to life. That the captivity of a tomb was broken. That the stone that was rejected by nearly everyone became the chief cornerstone of all time. But we're not there yet. And at the same time, we're always there. I'm not trying to end Lent early. Or evade the difficult days of Holy Week. We'll give them their due beginning next Sunday. Still, I'm not spoiling the end of the story by telling you that Easter is coming. Easter is always coming. And just like in the psalm, the Easter's of the past are what give us confidence for the Easter's of the future. Even now, whatever it is that you are facing Whatever it is you need to be saved from, you can dare to shout, Hosanna, Lord, save us, because you know this God has done that. And this God is doing that. And therefore, you can be confident that this God will do that. In no way am I suggesting that you just smile through the captivity Grin and bear it. Wait for your pie in the sky and the by and by. You cry out for salvation. Deliverance. Liberation. However you want to term it. You cry out because you need it. And you cry out because you know the one who will provide it. Please. Cry out. Many of you have been very kind to acknowledge the sadness that many of us feel about Chris Barrett's diagnosis. Chris will be quick to say that he is one of many who are likely dying of cancer and he's no more special than the rest. In a way, what I'm about to share represents those others who are suffering today. But I'm most comfortable sharing about Chris because of our friendship because of his ministry, because of our relationship with his wife, former central pastor Elise, and because of what Chris has written. To catch you all up, Chris has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. This after having received a bone marrow transplant for that 
over two years ago. He and Elise are in the process of moving their family to Indiana. Thankfully, they found a home near her mother, a job that Elise feels like is a good fit for her, and Chris has been accepted by an oncologist up there they feel good about. More to the point of Psalm 118, in no way are they, or those who love them, delivered yet from this tragic situation. Just as each of us, at a variety of depths of anguish, are in no way completely delivered from whatever situations we face. We know that Easter has come, and that Easter is coming. But those truths do not remove the Maundy Thursdays and Good Fridays that come just as frequently as Easter's. Our shouts of Hosanna, our pleas for salvation are needed every bit as much as our shouts of hallelujahs. Both come with startling regularity. There would be no wonderment that the stone that the builders rejected had become the chief cornerstone if it had never been rejected in the first place. So let's not pretend that living with Easter hope means we've overcome all our Good Fridays. But let's also not forget God's redemptive work from the past while enduring the Good Fridays we now face. Instead, Let's let Chris Barrett and the far too many patients he represents tell us how we can, whether on Monday, Thursday, or Good Friday, or Easter Sunday, rejoice that this is the day the Lord has made. In an article in the Spartanburg newspaper, Chris wrote about receiving ashes two days after learning his diagnosis from a friend of ours. He wrote, In the days and weeks since that sacred reminder that from dust you have come and to dust you shall return, not a moment goes by that I am not aware of how mysteriously and dreadfully it is that our bodies come from the earth only to return to it. Barring a miracle, my body's return to the elements will be sooner than I would like. This makes me and those who love me sad. It cuts short the time we would have, or could have, or might have done whatever, gone wherever, accomplished however much. I recognize that whatever I get done between now and the day of my death will always be incomplete. The ultimate outcome of the seeds I have planted in my ministry, the family I have loved and helped provide for, the friends in whom I have delighted, the ultimate outcome depends upon the one in whom we live and breathe and have our being. This is the news that brings light to our darkness. This is the fulfillment of the promise that this light The Easter light has not and shall not be overcome. I'll only add this. Whatever it is we face, 
whatever it is we face this day, because of who we have known God to be, we can trust who God is and give thanks for who God will be. That is our Easter hope, even on Good Fridays.